The following incident took place in the portables located out in the junglish part of the school not too long ago. Unless she alters her course and there's no reason why she should, she'll reach her classroom in two hours at the latest. Mr. Lennigan sucked placidly at a rolled-up scantron about the size of a corn cob. For a few seconds, gazed without answering at the agitated department chair. Then he took the scantron from his lips and leaned slightly forward. With his bristling gray hair, bulky nose, and lucid eyes, he had the look of an aging and shabby eagle. Decent of you, he murmured, waddling all this way just to give me the tip. But you're pulling my leg, of course, when you say I must do bunk. Why, even a herd of superintendents couldn't drive me from this portable of mine. Principal can observe all she wants. I have Lenigan versus the Ants lesson plans, and I plan on using my Lenigan versus the Ants lesson plans. As it turned out, a throng of ants descended upon the portable before the principal arrived to observe him. All that was left were some really awesome Lenigan versus the Ants lesson plans. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Hey, we just listened to the intro music, so I won't play the iconic two-minute lesson plan sounds. It's like that Fred Flintstone running, you only have two minutes, class is about to start. It's really awesome. I'll just talk about the two-minute lesson plan instead. And that uh, this, the lesson plan involves setting and atmosphere, setting and mood in Lenigan versus the Ants. By the way, if you don't have a, a Lenigan versus the Ants in your literature anthology, you can find it easily online. If my internet weren't down right now, I would do a search and tell you how fast it takes. I also put a handout in the show notes. And I'll be honest with you, I won't be offended if you just uh, go to the show notes and link. go to the link, print it out, and then go on your merry way. But you have to promise me that if you do print out the uh, handout, that you'll make copies of it and use it. That's the only thing I ask in return. If you don't have time to go make copies, just draw a circle on the board, a big circle. Actually, it doesn't have to be a big circle. A regular size circle with six other circles around it. Draw arrows from the encircling circles to the center circle. Actually, since this is 2022 for Pete's sake, just go into the show notes and project the handout on your smart board. Actually, you don't even project it as a smart board. That's what makes it so darn. The outer circles will contain details about the setting. The inner circle will contain the atmosphere slash mood the setting creates. This will help students uh, show students the link between setting and mood, the link between sensory details and mood. I'll emphasize that the outer circles contain textual evidence and the one inner circle is the effect of the details. That sounds an awful lot like the one thing I teach every day, which is I can cite textual evidence to support analysis. Before I get to the Lenigan versus the Ants summary, I just want to remind you that you can find lesson plans like this at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. I got dozens and dozens and dozens of short story units. So if you feel like teaching some uh, short stories, I know it's the end of the year now. Uh, you could get that one short story unit that'll take you to the end of the school year. Or if you're really ambitious, and I, and I have a podcast episode about this, if you're really ambitious and want to take this time in May to get ready for August and September where things get hecka crazy, yo. I recommend you uh, check out what we have over at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. All right, Lenigan versus the ants, the exposition. Oh my gosh, the ants are coming. That's what the government official tells Lenigan, but Lenigan doesn't seem to care. The district commissioner claims these are no ordinary ants. In fact, I think at one point he recommended that Lenigan wear a uh, cloth face mask. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was our own government. 
They're not creatures you can fight. They're an elemental, an act of God, 10 miles long, 2 miles wide, ants, nothing but ants. And every single one of them a fiend from hell. Before you can spit three times, they'll eat a full-grown buffalo to the bones. I tell you, if you don't clear out at once, there'll be nothing left of you but a skeleton picked as clean as your own plantation. You might be wondering, why does the Brazilian district commissioner have a Scottish accent? I'm not really sure. Got to work on my Brazilian accent. Or you might wonder why the Brazilian, I guess it would make sense. Lenigan's an Anglo, it appears. So perhaps the uh, district commissioner would speak English to him with a Scottish accent. Maybe the Brazilian district commissioner learned English from someone from Scotland. So there you go. There's your answer. That's a pretty good start to a short story, I will admit. Even if you have never read Lenigan versus the Ants by Carl Stevenson, You've probably already guessed that Lenigan tells the district commissioner to pound some metaphorical anthills made from sand and that nothing could scare him away from the fiendish insects about to swarm his property. And how is Lenigan's plan on, what is Lenigan's plan on fighting these ants? With his mind, for Lenigan believes that intelligence directed or right invariably makes man the master of his fate. Well, his theory is about to be tested by demon ants from hell. Dun, dun, dun. Let's talk about the rising action and all that stuff. The arrival of the ants is preceded by a stampeding herd of just about every jungle-dwelling animal that's ever existed in the Amazon. It is here the reader is introduced to the first line of, of defense, the water-filled ditch. This would, of course, be enough to stop regular ants. But these ants? These ain't no regular ants, people. We are then introduced to the second line of defense, an inner moat that can be filled with gasoline with the turning on of a pump. This, of course, will be unnecessary, according to the boss, Lenigan. But being the astute and experienced readers of short stories that you are, you've probably already figured out this secondary defense will be necessary. The ant assault on the water-filled ditch was repelled successfully. Lenigan assumes victory, but the ants aren't finished. They put leaves into the ditch and begin crossing the water. Lenigan repels them by emptying and filling the ditch. But the ants eventually cross, and he and the natives must retreat within the inner moat. The inner moat seems to have stopped the ants, but they once again carry forth leaves from the tamarind trees to cross the moat. Lenigan lights them on fire, destroying all the ants in the ditch and numerous others beyond them. But the ants continue to attempt to cross the moat, and Lenigan continues to light them on fire. But there's one problem. Petrol has to run out eventually, and the petrol valves become clogged, and petrol is no longer entering the ditch. Death seems inevitable, but Lenigan has one more trick up his sleeve, along with several hundred ants biting him. You're going to have to read the rest to find out what happens. You probably already know, though. All right, uh, now that we have a summary, let's take a look at some of the things you may want to discuss. We'll do an analysis, literary analysis, with some literary elements. These literary elements are elemental. They're a force of nature, the district commissioner would say, who's now speaking with a British accent. Suspense! The driving force behind this story is suspense, Skillfully created through dangerous action, foreshadowing, and pacing. You could do an analyzing suspense three-column chart. Example of suspense, method used to create suspense, and I guess two-column chart would work. The one thing, the one thing, you're going to teach one thing from this story. We already talked about the two-minute lesson plan. I didn't give you the two-minute lesson plan music, but I'm going to give you the one thing music. So get ready. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. If you're going to teach one thing from this story, the one thing that would make this story easier to teach, that would be conflict. The predominant conflict in 
is Lenigan's brain versus the instinct of the ants. That would be a man versus nature. Now, normally I call this conflict person versus nature, but since Lenigan is actually a man, I'm going to call it man versus nature. And you could even say that this man versus nature is taken up to the level of man versus supernatural, because these ants seem supernatural to me. After all, they're building boats out of leaves and crossing. It's like they can think. So you have, I mean, they're called demon ants how many times? Demons are supernatural. So you have man versus nature, man versus supernatural. Uh, You have several, I would lead with these two. You could even include individual versus self. There is an inward battle. Uh, You have Lenigan's mantra that the human brain can solve any problem. So he has to solve the problem. I suppose you have some, uh, you know, you have the natives on the land who may be having an internal struggle. I believe one runs off into the forest. Not a good idea. Now, you know, I've told my kids a thousand times, never, ever run into the forest when killer ants are abroad. <laughs> Characterization. Lenigan makes quite an impression on his people and on the reader. Lenigan is a good character for a character analysis. Is he the type of leader you'd want to follow? I mean, you have to admit he's confident. He eventually wins, but at what cost? Did he, does he take unnecessary risks? Is his pride and arrogance, uh, could his pride and arrogance cost lives? I will say this, the workers on his plantation seem to love him. So we'll give him that. He's a good leader. He has influence. We're also going to talk about personification. Are these ants or are they like SS troops? I mean, come on. These things are, I mean, if I were going to uh, invade a country, like if I were a dictator or something, I don't know what, why Russia's wasting their time. They should just send in some of these ants, right? It would take care of everything. So, uh, yeah, if, if I ever become pretty much, if, if your town ever gets overrun by killer ranch, you can probably guarantee that I became a dictator of a nearby town and just sent them over. So, sorry. Sorry about that in advance. Plot. This is an excellent story for teaching plot. When I do the summary, there, there's a clear exposition, rising action, problems, falling action, all that good stuff for teaching plot. And of course, anytime we're citing textual evidence to support analysis, we're going to want to look at theme. The theme of the story, at least for the story's protagonist, is stated directly in the exposition. That is, the human mind can overcome all problems. What evidence is there that Lenigan is correct in this assumption? And in what ways is his intellect proven futile? All right, some takeaways. Hey, try the two-minute lesson plan that we had earlier in the story. It was, uh, what was it even? Does anyone remember? It was so long ago and we've had so much fun here that we, you might have forgotten it. It was two-minute lesson plan, as we know, that I put a handout in the show notes for is setting and atmosphere. All you got to do is draw some circles. Really, all you have to do is make sure everyone has access to a copy of the story, draw some circles on the board, and start reading. List some details from time to time. And then, boom, you got something at least to get started with. And then as the story continues, you can talk about conflict, which is the one thing. That was takeaway number two. If you're going to teach one thing from this story, it should, I think conflict. And you can even make that your two-minute lesson plan. Heck, well, we're going to do a bonus two-minute lesson. It's like a crossover two-minute lesson plan here. Uh, write down on the board, left column, person versus person, person versus nature, person versus self, person versus self, and person versus nature again. Middle column, write some examples. Right column, explain how this contributes to the theme. So there you go. You got two lesson plans. For the price of, well, for the price of zero, you didn't pay a cent to listen to this. (laughs) That was takeaway number two. Takeaway number three, it's a high interest short story you can teach at the end of the year. You know, if your students have tuned out a lot, in fact, they may have gone, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in my high interest short stories for middle school and high school podcast episode a few months ago. This is a good one to teach. It's longer than uh, 
it's a, it's a fairly long short story, so it could take up the entire class. Not that we're trying to take up the entire class. For, okay, we are. But this is actually, you can take up the entire class with this short story. Uh, the students will probably be interested in it. And uh, they'll learn something. They'll learn how to cite textual evidence to support analysis of setting, to support analysis of conflict, to support analysis of theme. So, boom, you got it. So, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I better hurry up and finish this because ants are breaking in to my office. Oh, those aren't ants. Those are my kids. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 